And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the incomparable Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Jack Webb stars on a Christmas episode of Dragnet from 1953. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Christmas songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Mark and I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. We're going to do classic Christmas songs. And we have Mark on the phone from Downers Grove, Illinois. Hey, Mark. Hey. Hey, aren't we going to play Joy to the Wordle? Joy to the Wordle. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. And now a word. Uh, now and now a wordle from our sponsor. <laughs> That's right. Uh, in a couple now, hours. Now this time. Now this time. Do you want to know what key it's in or what color? Oh I think? yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go. With, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm that gonna guy. go with the key. All right. Sounds okay. good. All right. Assuming I even know what the song is. Now, how are we doing this? We're shouting it out. So I'm going to play a clip from a classic Christmas song, and if you can get the title. Shout it out, and um, we'll see who beats who. All right. Okay? Yes. Here is the first song. Uh, Here's the first one. She'd been drinking too much eggnog. Oh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. (laughs) That is absolutely right. Patsy and Elmo. That's right. That's the key of E, which is white. Right, so this was written. It's white? Is that what you said? Wow. Yeah, the key of E is white. Wow. How does it go? But it goes through so many chord changes that it goes a lot of different colors. It's like a rainbow. (laughs) Yeah. So this was written by. uh, And and Patsy and Elmo was a dentist. Yeah, they were a husband and wife. You're right. Elmo and Patsy Trig Shropshire. Although they're divorced now. Oh, really? That's a lot of of information. So this uh, was uh, from 19. Seventy nine, right? <laughs> That's a lot Actually, of information, I think, Mark. I think, this, I think this song is in poor taste because it makes fun of elderly people. Does it? Does it makes yeah, fun, makes fun of Lisa, huh? <laughs> whoa, whoa! You you better watch it or she'll become a wolf. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's almost midnight here. <laughs> All right, Mark's up one. All right, let's mm-hmm. go to the next song. Okay. Mama, uh, uh, how many teeth I need for... <laughs> Michael Jackson? 
Mama saw Santa Claus kissing Santa Claus. Or Daddy saw Mama kissing Santa Mama Claus. Saw. I'm going to take that. Right? I'll accept that it's I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. All right. Um, so first recorded uh, in 1952, um, it's been covered by so many artists, but this one is, uh, I think, the most the famous cover. The youngest kid ever to do it. The Jackson Five. Is it five. Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the Jackson Five. Wow. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Did you recognize that voice? What key that? is that in? Michael. Oh, I think, I, well, it's somewhere between E and F. It's mm. not quite either one. Okay, so it's like... It's like tan, then. It's closest to E, I think. It's it's white again. Yeah. I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're tied up, Mark. All right. We're tied up. All right. Here's the next uh, Christmas song. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was heading for this Pennsylvania and some homes. No, it's not for a Nope. Perry oh, Como. it's Perry Como. Yeah, it's right. Perry Como. I don't know what this is, though. You will when you hear the chorus. No, I don't either. You'll get it in a second. There it is. No place like home for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, that is the title. So the best-known recording was Perry Como. But uh, you know who did a version of this? A great version was the Carpenters. Yeah, in, uh, 1984. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karen and Richard did it. They yeah. did. I love that. Was a big, I love that. I never was a big fan. When I would listen to his song, he'd always put me in a como. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Huh? Oh, no. huh? Yeah. But what do you think, Mike? But he didn't send. But he didn't send you to Kokomo. <laughs> oh boy, you I guys are two tight. peas in a still pod tied here. Up. All right, here's the next song. Okay. Been hoping that you drop in. I'll hold you. Oh, I know this one. Um, oh, this is uh, beautiful. It's cold outside. That's right. Maybe it's cold outside, but he got uh, he it. He got it. Baby, it's cold outside. I give that to Mark. Mark this was written in 1944. Wow. This is Dean Martin's 1959 version. You know who recently did a version in 2019, a very successful, popular version? Um, I think it was, um, wasn't it uh, Lady Gaga? No, it was Kelly Clarkson oh, and Kelly John Clarkson. Legend. They did a oh, duet with it. Okay. It's, oh. And it's great, too. Is I it? almost played that one, but I, I went with Dean Martin. <laughs> this is a classic, man. It sure as I couldn't. I know it's caused a lot of controversy it lately. But... It also makes no oh, mention yeah. of a holiday, but it is regarded as a Christmas song. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. There's a Come lot of time. Come on in, baby. It's cold outside. <laughs> you know on the on the James Taylor Christmas album, there's a version that he does with Natalie Cole. Oh, oh really? Yeah. What key is this in? Yeah. Or Natalie I Cole. I think this is a key of C. I think it's in D. Yeah. Yeah, I would say D. No, I think it's C. <laughs> I have no oh, clue. Oh, no, he's right. It is C. I have no C. clue. No, I hear it. It's C. I'm not yeah, joking. C for cold. No, no. Because I, so I could play this right in the key of C it as it stands. It's a little sharp. Outside. It's C. It is. All right. So, Mark. All right. So, what is. He got that one. So, it's three, to, three to one. Okay. Yep. Okay. Here ah, we go. Let's uh, change gears a little bit. Let's hear right. the next one. Oh. Wham. That's right. 1984. There it is, guys. It's called Last Christmas. 
Oh, wow. By Wham. Oh, yeah, it Wham. was written and produced yeah. by George Michael. Hmm. Hmm. We have one more song. Okay. And it's okay. a it's a classic. So I think you guys will yeah. know this one. When we finally kiss goodnight, night, going out in the storm. Right. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home. Oh. Come on. The fire is slowly dying. <laughs> I live. <laughs> Tell yourself a very little person. No. Just in the nick of time. This was uh, written in 1945 in Hollywood, California during a heat wave. Yeah. Frank Sinatra released a version in 1950 that featured the Swanson Quartet. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And, and, and Frank Sinatra is so wiry that he can be a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> what key is this in? Wait, Mark? hold on. It changes. It just changes. Yeah, it does. It just it changes. Modulates. Yeah. Um, that is the key. Hey, you know what key this would be in? Because it's uh, because it's uh, Sinatra. It would be a skeleton key. Well, you didn't. That, uh, guess what, Carl? I think he uh, Mark beat the host. He beat, yeah, he beat the yeah. host. Three to two. Way to go, Mark. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, way to go, He buddy. did it. All right, so I'm going to send you a four CD set, Twilight Zone radio dramas. How's no, no, that? I already got, I already got one you want of those. The, you want just regular classic radio shows? Yes, yes. All right, I'm going to do that then, okay? Thank you, girl. All right. Merry and Christmas. Thank you, You're welcome. Thank you so much You're for calling player. in. It's fun to hear and from you. Merry Christmas, you guys. You, you too. too. You too, buddy. Thanks a lot. When we come back, Jack Webb stars in Dragnet. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Arguably the greatest police procedural of all time. Dragnet came to radio 1949, lasted nine seasons, Lisa. It was on the air until 1957. And these were true crime stories of closed cases. People don't realize, maybe they don't realize this, but every single episode we listened to on Dragnet or watched on television was actually based on a true crime case. Jack Webb created the show. He starred in it. He directed it. He was really the guiding force of this series. And he was beloved by the L.A. Police Department because he brought a lot of, you know, a lot of exposure to what their daily grind is solving these cases and he really shined a light on and it was a positive light on the LAPD and uh, they just let him come in there and take closed cases and dramatize them on the radio and he did a great great job he had all these terrific actors in his supporting cast including Frank Lovejoy and Paul Fries, Parley Bear, Harry Bartell, Peggy Weber was on a ton of these shows, uh, our good pal who's been on our show many, many times. This is a Christmas show. It's called The Big Little Jesus. A uh, Los Angeles mission reports the statue of Jesus has been stolen the day before Christmas. And Jack Webb, as Sergeant Joe Friday, is hot on the case. 
Here's part one now of Dragnet. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to burglary division. You get a call that an important piece of religious art has been stolen from the oldest church in Los Angeles. There's no lead to its whereabouts. Your job? Find it. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step-by-step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Wednesday, December 24th. It was cold in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of burglary division. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Captain Bernard. My name's Friday. I'd gone across the street to buy stamps for some Christmas cards I was sending out. It was 9.15 a.m. when I got back to room 45. Burglary. I sat down at a table in the squad room and I started to address the cards when Frank walked in carrying a stack of Christmas boxes. Hi, Joe. Hi. Christmas cards, huh? A little late, aren't you? Well, I was going to send them out Monday, but we had that steak out. You ought to get married, Joe. Yeah? Yeah. It's the only system. Faye does all that stuff for me. Laundry, mails, cards. Only system. Might help. You got a big stack there. I ought to cut down the list. Look at this here. Upholstery shop. Yeah. They send me a card every year. I never get anything upholstered. Faye and I ought to go over our list. Cut off a few names. I brought in your present. Want to open it now? No, I'll wait. I always open a couple a day before. Why? Well, put you in the spirit ahead of time. I opened Phil's this morning. Who's he? Faye's brother in Denver. Gave me a magazine, one of those funny ones. What do you mean, a comic book? No, one of those funny ones, you know. No, I don't, Frank. Well, some of the pages have holes in them. You look through and there's a picture on the next page. Oh, yeah, I've seen those on the newsstand. They have cloth pasted in. Cloth? In the ads. If you want to buy a suit, they have a sample right there. You mean you can feel it? Reach right out and feel it. There was one for $200. A suit? Sure. Cloth comes from Scotland. What's it made out of, solid gold? No, they got a special kind of goat over there. It's real smooth. Not a goat, Frank, a sheep. Well, it's a special kind of sheep, then, because a suit costs $200. You gonna get one? I told Faye. She said, wear the sample. Anything doing? Fanning and Pryor were in on that market holdup. They come up with anything? Pound of air, nothing else. I hope it stays quiet. I got more shopping to do. I finished. What'd you get, Ann? Stationary set, some paper and envelopes, leather binding. Joe, you'll never learn. Well, what's the matter? No woman wants a stationary set. Get her something personal. Well, it's got her initials on it. No, no. You want something more sentimental, romantic. What'd you get, Faye? It's different in her case. What'd you get, Faye? Sewing machine. That's romantic. Well, it isn't a way. Why don't you buy her a catcher's mitt? Burglary Friday. Yes, that's right. You have the right department. All right, Father, we'll be right down. No, you can tell us about it there. Goodbye. The old mission church, they've had a theft. Collection money? Statue of the child Jesus. 
Mike and I checked out of the office and rode over to the church at the corner of Sunset Boulevard in Maine. The old Mission Plaza Church, founded 1781, the year Los Angeles became a pueblo. The outside was typical early Spanish design, complete with mission arches. It was made of adobe and painted white. They called it the Queen of the Angels. The Padres from down in Mexico built it. The devout Mexicans in town still attended services there. 10.05 a.m., Frank and I crossed through the courtyard. It used to be the old stable, but the Spanish priest changed all that when it became a mission. Stonemasons paved the stable floor and made it a courtyard. They planted grapevines, trees, and flowers. A young priest crossed the courtyard to meet us. He'd been sitting on a stone bench reading his morning prayers, as priests had done here for 172 years. We asked for Father Xavier Rojas, who had communicated with us. We were told he was inside. We entered a side door. The church seemed to glow with the hundreds of votive candles flickering on both sides of the altar and at the shrines throughout the church. It was empty except for a few people praying. Surrounding the main altar were several old oil paintings and gold frames. The air was heavy with the scent of advent flowers. We found Father Rojas up near the sanctuary, looking at the nativity scene. He told us about the crib. It was a $70 duplication of the scene at Bethlehem. The parishioners had taken up a collection for it 31 years ago. It was put up every year on December 22nd and taken down after the holy season. It was beautiful, except that one of the shepherds had lost an arm, the sheep was old and cracked, and the infant Jesus was missing. Father Rojas led us back into the sacristy. I'm sorry to bother you, man. It's all right, Father. Especially now, the holiday season. We cash our checks, Father. You want to tell us what happened? Or what you think happened? I discovered the statue was missing right after the six o'clock mass. You saved the six? Yes. I started over to the rectory and stopped by the crib. Was the statue there before mass? I don't know, but it was there last night. How late is the church open? All night. You leave it wide open so any thief can walk in? Particularly thieves, Sergeant. You say it was there last night, Father. How late? 10 or 11 o'clock, we had confessions. No one saw it after that? One of the altar boys, he says it may have been there. He thinks it was. Did he see it? He's not sure. What's his name? Pardon me. Here's the schedule. You'll find the names for every mass there. Was there a big crowd at the 6 o'clock mass, Father? Not too many. Seven's the big one. People on their way to work. Did anyone stay after Mass, did you notice? Not especially. I came back here, took off the vestments. I suppose it was 10 or 15 minutes before I went back in the church. It was empty then? No, people were coming in for the 7 o'clock. Are these the altar boys, James Cornine and Joseph Heffernan? That's right. Joe's the one who mentioned it might have been there. Did you check with the other priests, Father? Before I called you. None of them knows anything about it. Just for a check on the pawn shops, how much the statue worth? In money? Well, that's the point in pawn shops, Father. Only a few dollars. We could get a new one, but it wouldn't be the same. We've had children in the parish. They've grown up and married. It's the only Jesus they know. We understand. And we've had children who died. It was the only Jesus they knew. So many of the people who come here are simple people. They wouldn't understand, Sergeant. It would be like changing the evening star. We'll do our best, Father. That's why it would mean so much to have it back for the first mass on Christmas. It's not very long, Father. Less than 24 hours. If anything turns up here, you know where to get in touch with us. Yes. It's sad, isn't it? How's that? In so short a time, men learn to steal. Yes, but consider us, Father. Us? If some of them didn't, you and I'd be out of work. 10.50 a.m., we notified pawn shop detail. Frank and I checked out the two altar boys. 
The first one, James Cornine, said he knew nothing about the missing statue. The second one, Joseph Heffernan, was not at home. His father said he had a part-time job, but he'd have him get in touch with us right after lunch. By 11.30 a.m., we'd run out of book procedure. We had a man to find. Our only clue? He'd been to church. 11.33 a.m. We checked the phone books for the names of religious stores in the area. Two of them were closed. We tried the third. When we got there, the only person in the store was an elderly man sitting by a table. In front of him was a large, beautifully carved chess set. We're police officers. My name's Friday. This is my partner, Frank Smith. Pleased to see you. Caught me in the middle of a big chess match. Where's your partner? Up in San Jose. We've been playing for years. Same match? No, just two or three months on this one. What I meant was we've been playing different matches for years. I see. You know, we do it through the mail. I send him a move, he sends me one. Must keep you on your toes. Except during the holidays, the mail gets all fiddled up. That's no good. Guess not. Slows things down, that's no good. I like to catch him off guard. You Mr. Flavin? How do you know? We never met. Your name's on the window out front. Mr. Flavin, we checked the other two religious stores in this neighborhood. They're closed. This is the best one anyway. 50% European items. We're checking the stores around the Mission Church. For what? Statue of the Child Jesus. Do you have one we could look at? Sure. No, sir, a larger one. You don't want a larger one, unless it's for a church. That's why you want a larger one. Could we see it, please? It's not my due to butt in. But unless you live in a big place, this will make your living room all a kilter. Yes, sir. Do most of the people who go to the Mission Church trade here? Good many of them, especially the kids. Why kids? More religious. Check on yourself. See if kids aren't more religious than you. Might be so. That's what's wrong with the world. Oh, I don't mean you're wrong with it. Everybody. Yes, sir. What if we could stick to the point, Mr. Flavin? Sure. A lot of people from the Mission Church come in here. Do people ever come in and sell back a religious article? Like a prayer book or rosaries? Yes, sir. Secondhand, you mean? Yes, sir. Not since I've ever been around. It's silly. Why? People don't have religious articles so they can get rid of them. They have them so they can have them. But if a man had a statue and wanted to sell it, he'd come to a place like this. Sure, but he wouldn't want to sell it. He would if it was stolen. No, sir. If a man was to steal a statue, he'd be crazy or something like that. The only place he'd want to go is where crazy people are. You may be right, Mr. Flavin. I don't know what you fellas are looking for, but if it's somebody who stole a statue, he's crazy and you won't find him. You won't find him as long as you live or in a million years. That should cover it. All right, a great episode of Dragnet starring Jack Webb. This is called The Big Little Jesus from December 22nd, 1953. Also in the cast, Ben Alexander. And if Carl Shadow was listening, I'm sure he could tell me all the other people in the cast, too. He has some kind of special magical power where he can listen to a classic radio show and be like, okay, that's, you know, whoever. I can do that on a few people. I was going to say, you can do that some of some the time. Some of the people, like Joseph Kearns, Paul, Paul Fries. I always yep. can pick up William Conrad. But I have a lot of problem with the girls. I have, I can do. I, <laughs> Just leave it right there, Carl. <laughs> Just end it, end it right there. It's that's, like, that's it. Nope. Just that's it. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> All right. We'll just leave it alone. Yep. The music's playing anyway. So, which tells me we have to go to a break. You know, these are the, these are like doing this radio show is idiot proof because they have like music. It's like, okay, Carl, you got to go to a break <laughs> and you only have eight seconds. And then they have these clocks that count down five, four, three. All right. We'll be right back.
Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of their radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. We have a club called the Classic Radio Club. And, you know, when we first started the club, Lisa, about four years ago, we um, gave people... Ten classic radio shows each and every month, along with a booklet that detailed those shows. And we have now upped it to 34 classic radio shows a month for the same price as we've always been, $9.99 a month um, for the digital program. CDs are more expensive, of course, but if you join uh, for only $9.99 a month, you get 34 classic radio shows sent to you. And that's the 10 shows in the club, um, 10 digitally remastered shows in incredible sound, along with a booklet that has pictures of the stars and liner notes that are uh, co-written by Carl Shadow. Uh, so he and I write those. And then you get our podcast, which is five more shows every week. And then you get the Radio Rarity Show. That's another show every week. So in total, 34 Half-hour classic radio shows are sent to you um, by being a Classic Radio Club member. Now, as I said, the 10 shows, you can get those on CD if you want. Five CDs uh, in a collector case. That's how I like them. Mike likes them that way. But Lisa, eh, not so much. She She doesn't have a CD player. I don't. <laughs> you don't have a, I have a CD player. I, I don't own. There's no way for me to play a CD. Really? In my house. Yeah, or I, a DVD. I have for that um, matter. I have one of those um, Bose systems. Yes. In uh, in my I office mean, in the house. That's an old system because yeah. new ones don't come with a CD player. Really? Oh yeah, I like it. It's a nice Bose system with a CD, and I, I every month I get my new collection and I put it on the shelf. Too bad and, your car doesn't have a CD player. No, though. it doesn't. You know, it no, it has an eight tra- track. It has an eight track, right? Yeah. <laughs> my car has an eight track player. And then when you look down, you see the ground as right. it's driving. Sure. It's uh, got to bundle up in that car. That rust is eating it's it away. It's really coming through. I mean, Lisa was driving here today and she's like, I think it's time, Carl. Yeah, I say that every week. I think it's time. One day we'll uh, this, uh, I'll go car shopping. Chevy with you, Nova. Carl. <laughs> I know you love this Chevy Nova. Seventy four <laughs> um, Chevy Apple Nova. Pie and Chevrolet. But you're like, mm, time I think. Because you know the winter's here and we have to get bundled up when you get in that car. Well, you're yeah. gonna have to save up. You know. Girl, save up I do your the shekels. whole Fred Flintstone thing when I need to stop, <laughs> you know the car. That's right. Um but anyway, uh, you think I should get a new car, Lisa? Always, yes. Really? It's always safer in a new car. Mm. Mm. What should I get? 
Oh, I was thinking, you know, something, you know, go crazy. In your category, like Lamborghini, Bentley, that type of thing? Or? There's a new Bentley SUV that's beautiful. Really, you like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You> can- <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, we're listening to Dragnet. Jack Webb, he was great as Sergeant Joe Friday. It was uh, his signature show, although he did a ton of radio. He was Pat Novak for Hire. He was Johnny Madero. He did a ton of escape and suspense episodes. He loved doing radio. And then he created Dragnet, and he was like, okay, I don't have time for any of these other things. I'm just going to don't, you know, just, you know, devote all my time to this show. And then it moved to television, became super successful. 16 seasons, Lisa, on TV. Imagine that. You, you know, even like Friends, I think that was 10 seasons, right. 9 or 10 seasons. That's, right. that's a long time. This was 16 seasons on television, they started with black and white episodes and then moved to color. Um, just a tremendous show. We're listening to a great Christmas story called The Big Little Jesus. Here's the conclusion now to Dragnet. We checked religious stores out as far as Van Ness. We asked the same questions. The owners gave us the same answers, but none of them were as encouraging as Mr. Flavin. Frank and I had lunch and reported back to the office. It was 1.30 p.m. when we started into the squad room. The captain was just coming out. I just checked for you in the lunchroom. Yeah, we've been out on that theft at the mission. May get some action on the Patterson case. They locate him? I think he's on the bus from Sacramento. Well, that means the Bakersfield police. We'll wait and see. Are one of you fellows Sergeant Friday? He is. I'm Drew Heffernan. My father said you wanted to see me. Sit down, son. You didn't have to come in. A phone call would have worked. My father said to get on over. He says that any kid that uses phones is lazy. We want to ask you about this morning. You serve 6 o'clock mass? Yes, sir. I'm senior boy, so I get the 6. You're senior and you take the early trick? Yes, sir. That way, if you receive communion, you get to have breakfast sooner. Father Rojas says you think the statue was there before mass. I didn't look, but I have a feeling it was there. A feeling? You know, how you have a feeling about something... Were you not sure? Did you stay around long after Mass? I put out the candles and hung up my surplus. How long would that take? About five minutes, maybe. Did any of the people at Mass stay on? Some moms do, especially ladies. Oh? Maybe they don't finish in time, or else they start new prayers. I don't know. So when you left, there were still some women there? No, sir. That was at first. After I went back to the sacristy, there was only this one man. What man? He comes at six o'clock all the time. Do you know his name? No, sir. But he works down in Olive, you know, paint shop, where they paint signs. Could you describe him? Sort of medium. He's wearing a suit that didn't match. Didn't match? You know, different pants than coat. How about his age? Oh, he's pretty old. Take a guess. About 40, maybe. There's nothing particular about him. Then why'd you notice him? I've seen him before. And the bundle, I guess. The bundle? Out in front. I saw him when he was coming out. He had this bundle, and he almost dropped it. How large a bundle? Hard to say. Come on, son. Was it large or small, the size of the statue? About that big. Yes, sir. We located the sign shop. The suspect didn't work there anymore, but we discovered his name was Claude Stroop. We found out where he lived. 2.25 p.m. We arrived there. It was a hotel for men, mostly old men, mostly down and outers. 
was called the Golden Dream. Police officers, we're looking for Claude Stroop. Hope Claude didn't get in any trouble. So do we, is he in? No. He's got room 307. You can check if you like. We'll take your word. Were you on this morning? Hmm? Yeah, the early shift. Well, we don't have shifts. My uncle owns the place. I'm the shift. Did Stroop spend last night here? Came in about 11. When did he leave this morning? Around 6, maybe before. To come back after? 8 o'clock or so. Then left. Supposed to be back at 10. And pulls this trick. What trick? Our program. He knows the other fellas need him. Program? You're here at the hotel. Every Christmas we have a program. Put up a tree and sing. They're mostly old fellas. Singing like that makes them remember back when they were kids. Then Jimmy Finn comes on. Jimmy Finn? He shares number 409. His family once had a lot of money, so he tells the fellas about it. Stories about Christmas. How they had this big log and his grandfather used to start it up. And After dinner, everybody turned over his plate and there underneath was a $20 gold piece. Brand new one. When Stroop came in this morning, did he have a bundle? I didn't see him come in. You said you saw him. I saw him go out after, but not come in. When was that? Eight. If you want to look for a bundle, I could give you his key. We don't have a warrant. It's all right. I know about police. It's all right with me. It's not with us. I didn't mean that. I, I just meant it was all right with me. Good King Wenceslas, look down on the feast of Stephen. There were three old men who couldn't tell how much better they would have been with Stroop singing the fourth part, but somehow you didn't care. This was Christmas at the Golden Dream, and it sounded fine. This is the last rehearsal. They got most of the songs down pat. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's why it's a shame Claude isn't here. He's tenor and they need him to make it sound just right. Does Troop have a job? No, sir, he used to have jobs. Not much lately, though. Did he say where he was going? No, he should have. The fellas need him. When he comes in, will you call us? Sure, and uh, not say anything to him. That's right. I hope it's nothing serious for Claude. The fellas' troubles ought to be over. Troubles? Way back. It wouldn't count. Huh? Tell us anyway. Well, I don't know much about it. As much as you know. Now, come on. Well, something back where he used to live. Robbed somebody or something. What else? That's all. It was a long time ago, way far back. But he forgot it all, the robbing and everything. No, not quite. Hmm? He remembered it this morning. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day. We went back to the office and ran Stroop's name through R&I. If he'd been booked anywhere, we had no record of it, at least not under that name. 4.15 p.m., pawn shop detail reported back. No object resembling the statue of the child Jesus had been turned in. 4.18 p.m., I hung up the phone. Patterson's on that Sacramento bus. I thought Bakersfield had it. They were supposed to confirm. They did. Pop work station. What about Fanning and Pryor? They're still out. Well, they'll be back soon. When's the bus arrive? Six o'clock. Well, there's plenty of time for them to make it. There's more time for you. We're still on that theft. Can it wait? No. What is it? Ten, fifteen dollar statue? When's the price determine a case? I realize it's a church statue, but that doesn't give it priority. It's important to them, Captain. Joe and I promised to get it back. What do you got on it? Nothing much. And why are you so big hearted? Burglary Friday. When? No. Don't say anything. No. Right. It's Claude Stroop. He just walked into the hotel. 
He's our suspect. Nobody's leaked to him? No. You'll keep. You can run him down tomorrow. It'll be too late then. They need it for the first mass in the morning, Skipper. It's kind of a big thing for them. I'm sorry. I can't juggle details around so you get a statue back. If there's time later on, we'll do our best. Yes, sir. You better get over to the station. Yes, sir. Will you call Father Rojas over at the mission? Why? Tell him we're too busy to work on that statue. But we'll do it later. Tomorrow or when we get a chance. Why can't you call him? Well, we better get over to the station. If Patterson's on that bus, we don't want to miss him. All right, I'll call him. Friday. Yeah. I can send Fanning in priority. Might as well stay on that other thing. Whatever you say, Captain. You are listening to Dragnet, the authentic story of your police force in action. p.m. We arrived at the Golden Dream Hotel. The desk clerk was right. Claude Stroop looked like a man who'd had his troubles at bargain rates. Your name Claude Stroop? Yes, sir. Police officers, we'd like to talk to you. I didn't do anything against the law. Honest, I didn't do anything against it. You haven't been accused. I want to take you downtown. We'd like to talk to you. No, sir, I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to talk to anybody. You're half wrong already. p.m. We returned Stroop for interrogation. He kept his word. He refused to talk. 6.05 p.m. Frank called Faye, told her he'd be a little late. Stroop didn't move for a whole hour. He sat and stared, but he didn't talk. 6.40 p.m. We got a final report from pawn shop detail. The shops were closed. There was no statue. Stroop still hadn't talked. Don't you ever want to go home, Stroop? If I was to talk, he wouldn't let me go. Depends on what you'd say. I'd say it wrong, and I wouldn't get home. You won't this way either. I'd like to go. You can bet on that. This is the seventh year we had the program, and I never missed a one. Not a single one. Why don't you tell us what happened, Stroop? How would I know you'd let me go? You wouldn't. I might as well anyway. All right, what happened from mass on? Well, there was mass. I came out and started down toward the hotel. Back up. I left my stuff at the hotel, and then I picked up George's car. I didn't steal it. He said I could have it any time I wanted. Only this time I didn't ask him. I took it and started out. Yeah. I should have asked, but I just didn't. I went over to Grand Avenue for the Christmas bulbs for this fellow sells in second hand. It was coming out of the lot that I did it. Yeah. The bumper must have caught the other car. It didn't leave too big a dent, but there was this long scratch. I got out and tried to wipe it off with my handkerchief. You know, spit on it like. Only it didn't do no good. I didn't think anybody saw. I don't know how you fellows found out about it. I'll check auto records. Right. Stroop, we didn't bring you down here to talk about that. You didn't? No. There's a statue missing from the church. A statue of the child Jesus. You mean I took it? You took a bundle out of church. Yes, sir. That was my other pants for the program tonight. I had a place sewed up and there was a button on it. You can check. But I wouldn't take a statue. I don't think you would either. He's clear at auto records. Go on home. For the program? You mean it's all right? Good night, Stroop. Good night.
Christmas. Where to? Well, I don't know. We could stay and work on it tonight. Wouldn't do any good. We won't find it. I don't think so. No, he was kidding the priest. Build his hopes up. Might as well go tell him now. Merry Christmas. Seven twenty-seven p.m. We found Father Rojas. Frank told him how it was that we couldn't get the statue back by morning, but that we'd keep trying during the week. He said he understood. We told him we had to get on. As Frank and I started to leave, the doors at the main entrance to the church opened. It was a good 200 feet away. It was hard to be sure, but it looked like a small boy drawing a bright red wagon behind him. When he got closer, you could see he was no bigger than a pint of milk. It was a luminous-eyed little Mexican boy with a face as young as yesterday. The priest seemed to know him. Paquito? In the back of the wagon was the missing statue of the child Jesus. He picked it up gently and walked up to the priest. Padre Rojas? He just stood there looking up at Father Rojas. It's Paco Mendoza, the boy from the parish. Ask him where he found it. Donde lo encontraste? No lo encontré, lo cogí esta mañana. He didn't find it, he took it. Why? Por qué? Todos los años Paquito rezó por un camisito rojo. Este año Paquito rezó al niño Jesús. Yo prometí al niño Jesús el primer viaje en mi camioncito. He says all through the years he's prayed for a red wagon. This year he prayed to the child Jesus. He promised that if he got the wagon, the child Jesus would have the first ride in it. He wants to know if the devil will come and take him to hell. That's your department, Father. No el diablo. Jesus ama a Paquito mucho. We crossed over to the sanctuary. With the help of Father Rojas, the young boy replaced the infant Jesus in its rightful place, the crib in the nativity scene. Frank and I could have been wrong, but the small plaster statue seemed to approve. Mary, Joseph, the wise men, Gaspar, Melchior, Balthazar, the old shepherd, the young shepherd, the peasant, they all seemed to approve. Vuelve a tu casa, Paquito. The priest told the boy to go home. He took hold of his wagon and started the long walk out of the church. There wasn't much we could say. There wasn't much to say. We just stood there and watched him go. Halfway up, he turned to look back, and he went on out.
understand how he got that wagon today. Don't kids wait for Santa Claus anymore? It isn't from Santa Claus. The firemen fix old toys and give them to new children. Paquito's family, they're poor. Are they, Father? just heard is true. The names and locations were changed. Ladies and gentlemen, here is our star, Jack Webb. Thank you, George Fenneman. Of course, all of us on Dragnet, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas. That music is so recognizable, you know. You just hear that and you're like, oh, that's Dragnet. Right. Right? December 22nd, 1953, The Big Little Jesus, starring Jack Webb, along with Ben Alexander. And that was an NBC Radio Network production, but that was an Armed Forces Radio rebroadcast. Hope you enjoyed that Christmas episode of Dragnet. Time for this month in music history. All right. If this isn't a great song from 1980, I don't know what is. Crashed your party Saturday I said I'm sorry Sunday came And crashed me out again Again I was only having fun Wasn't hurting anyone And we all enjoyed the weekend For a change I was stranded in the combat zone So this is You May Be Right, written yeah. and performed by Billy, Billy Joel from his 1980 album Glass Houses. Glass number seven. I had that album. I did too. This yeah. is a winner. Mine was in cellophane though. <laughs> My, I didn't keep anything in the wrap. I kept. I just sliced the top and left it in the cellophane. Yeah. And then my mom threw all my albums out. Yeah, I don't know. What Took such to good either. care of them, and then one day they were, I was like, "Mom, where's all my albums?" I, I don't oh, have I mine threw them either. Out. I know. You know. Yeah, time to move on. Um, great. Song. Now, now they're all back. Now vinyl is back. I, I mean, know. isn't that crazy? It's, it's like they a were collector's like gone. edition now. Vinyl was gone, yep. and now it's back. Well, it's not back for us, so... <laughs> not for me, yeah. All right, thanks, Lisa. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right. In our next hour, it's a Christmas comedy episode of the Jack Benny program. You won't want to miss it. Hilarious show from 1948. But we're going to start things out by playing Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition, right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. And these are all songs from movies. All songs from movies, right. huh? So I'm going to give from you a statement ma, about ma, these ma, songs. Ma, movies. And uh, you'll see if it's real or ridiculous. You're you're actually really good at this How does segment. it work, though? You're going to play a clip from what? Huh? <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to play a, a clip. That's really? Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to play a clip from a Christmas song or a regular no, there's song? No, <laughs> a song from a movie. Oh. oh. And then i got to guess the movie? No. They- <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.